Welcome to There Are Good Things Here, the podcast where we reflect on the lessons Katie Hubbard learned about living as she was preparing to die. I'm your host, Norman Hubbard, and I never once opened Katie's journals while she was alive. Now I'm opening them up to you so you can discover resources for your faith, refreshing honesty, and unexpected joy for the journey through a painful world with a wonderful God. Thanks for joining me for a special edition of There Are Good Things Here. In this episode, I want to give you a chance to hear Katie's voice. Not just her voice coming through as I read her journals, but her actual voice. I recorded a handful of prayer times that we shared together in 2014 and 2015, not because they were remarkable occasions, but because I wanted to capture her heart and her voice We knew that, uh, barring a miracle, she was not going to survive cancer. And this recording that you're going to hear, we made in February of 2015 in Illinois. I'm afraid the audio quality is a little less than ideal. In order to raise the volume of Katie's recorded voice, I did have to edit down some background noise, and it leaves a recording sounding a little bit more digitized than a natural voice should. All I can say is that Hey, I did my best as a rank amateur whose sound studio involved a laptop and a $20 USB mic in a house that is not notable for its silence. If I could draw your attention to three things in particular, as Katie prays, it would be these. First, she was reading a work of Christian apologetics at the time and marvels at how detailed God's design of the universe and the human body is. Second, You'll notice that Katie quotes or alludes to at least five specific passages of Scripture in her prayer. Those who knew Katie know that this was a hallmark of her praying. It's not simply that she laced her prayers with quotations. Rather, she internalized Scripture and prayed through it. She and I both learned this practice from our Navigator staff, Vic Black, If you're interested in learning more about this kind of praying, you can check out his book, Speak, Lord, or a small group workbook by Vic's mentor, Lee Brace. It's entitled Praying from God's Heart, and you'll have to pick up a used copy of that book somewhere because you can't have mine. I've posted a link to Vic's book on the website, thereagoodthingshere.com. Finally, Katie was praying from her own heart. She is simply honest to God with no stiffness or formality before her father. What you hear from her voice is the voice of a woman who had spent all of her life talking with God. Now, one thing that you might not notice in this recording, but it stands out to me, is that Katie begins. So often, I waited for Katie to begin. You might even say that I leaned on her in prayer. I leaned on her in so many ways, I depended on her faith and insight into the heart of God because it was so deep. I didn't realize until after she died how thoroughly I had come to trust her discernment. I wouldn't say that her faith was my faith, but her faith and insight were reliable sources of direction for me. 
Well, I hope that you'll find encouragement for your own faith in hearing Katie pray. I'm going to sign off so that Katie has the last word. You will hear me praying in the recording, but the last thing that you'll hear Katie say very faintly, uh, she gets a text message from our daughter, Kayla, and she says to me, Kayla needs me. And then the last thing that she says humorously is just, she needs me. You gotta think and joke when you say who has put wisdom in life. And just thinking about Dr. Ma trying to explain this little tiny thing inside of the little tiny cell. And then how you would give a man the wisdom to make medicine that will block this infinitesimally small little part of the cell that causes so much damage. When you say that we are fearfully and wonderfully made, and that is a great example of that, and that when those cells are working right, they don't mutate and make cancer. And just thank you for your creation of our bodies. As I was reading recently in so many books, just through precision in the universe and how you can almost not really comprehend it. And then to think that you made the universe and that was just this little cell, just one little tiny part of your world that you've made that you spoke into existence. Yeah. Just thinking about um, in Romans 4 where it says, you know, you call things that aren't as though they were. And then in Isaiah 41, you say, those who oppress you shall be no more. They shall be as nothing and as a non-existent thing. And how you can make things exist out of nothing and then you can make things that exist become nothing. Thank you that that is who you are and you're on such a grand scale, Lord, and you say as the heavens are high above the earth, so are your ways above our ways and your thoughts above our thoughts. And sometimes we try to grasp you and just like that scientist was writing about all the pennies if you stack them all up in North America. Maybe <coughs> go all the way to the moon or 250 miles in the air or something and then you had to pick out the one penny that that's how precise your universe is and we can't <coughs> comprehend that much less you and how you choose to deal with 6 billion people and history and future and it's very easy for Norman and I to for our world to be very small and focus on cancer and teenagers and 20-somethings that we minister to. And so Lord, I pray that you would help us just to keep a proper view of you and your work in the world and mankind and the world to come, things that we can't even begin to understand. 
because your ways are so much higher than ours. And Lord, that's the God of wisdom that we come to this morning. And there's once again a lot to be sorted out about my health. Do we stay the course and gotten good results now? Blood work again yesterday, and I thank you for that. Do we stay the course? with a known course and deal with fatigue and an upset stomach or do we take drastic measures and have an nephrectomy and get on a clinical trial over to your voice have something else for us Lord and are you doing a work of healing in me Lord, just that visit yesterday just reminds me of so many unpleasant choices that we have ahead of us. And I know, Lord, that I should be grateful to have choices. Um, But it's hard to explain to people that all that pain could just lead to a few extra months and I just don't even know what you want us to do, so I pray that you would show us the one who has put wisdom in the mind. We have the Holy Spirit living in us who always knows the thoughts of the Father. Now your sheep hear your voice and don't follow the voice of another because we know that it's a stranger, so I pray that we would hear your voice, Lord. Bless that in Jesus' name. Lord, I agree, and I don't know exactly um, what Paul had in mind when he prayed for the Ephesians that um, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, uh, the Father of something, would give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Him, that the eyes of your heart will be enlightened you might know the hope of his calling, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the surpassing power um, toward those of us who believe. And um, Lord, if, uh, if you would, we do pray as we seek you, as we look to you, as we turn uh, not just to the advice of doctors, but turn to the Lord that you would give us wisdom and revelation as we uh, know you better. And it's not just for us about, um, you know, finding the the needle in the haystack and the the one thing that medicine offers that would actually restore Kay to health or give her many more years. Lord, we know that ultimately all healing is in your hands. And, um, Every day that you ordained for Katie was written in your book before one of them came to be. And it would be impossible for us to extend life beyond the days recorded in your book. It would be impossible for anyone to take Katie's life before that day arrives. So Lord, we, we rest in your sovereignty, but know also that you, uh, as you have in almost every other area, you've entrusted many of the means to us as a way for us to know you more and uh, to seek you and to grow in our relationship with you. And I pray that you would here. 
Lord, help us to uh, to bear the responsibility that you've handed us well and to grow through doing so. Lord, every day seems um, to be filled with challenges to uh, not unlike ones that other families face, Lord, but um, Kayla getting sick and um, Tom getting interested in starting track and at the same time trying to apply for scholarships and make the decision about college. Uh, Joseph uh, coming home with a gun that Dad had told him not to buy. Rachel blessedly not facing anything that we're aware of right now. Um, There's so many decisions, um, conversations, big and small, with our kids. On top of this, that uh, we do need your grace, Lord, your mercy uh, towards our kids and towards us, and your grace and wisdom to know how to guide and parent them well and also how to guard them well when we're supposed to do that. I agree, Lord. It seems like the reality of just living has come on us in full force again in ways that we were really protected from in the fall. And, um, Know that I am feeling better to handle those stresses, and yet, um, Lord, any of the normal stresses of life would be a lot, much less to put the um, cancer on top of everything and feeling poorly physically. And I know that puts Norman in a situation where um, he has to bear extra burdens in the even just physically, and he's not a spring chicken himself. And, uh... You think I'm fat. So... That's Kayla, she needs me. Okay. She needs me. <laughs>